0: you get a monthly mastermind exclusively it's a zoom call every month with other youtube members uh, you also get weekly videos exclusive to the youtube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences so check that out really means a lot to me and thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show and we are live waited for facebook to get back up This close, this close, guys, I came to streaming on Twitter instead of Facebook because I could pick three. So we already know YouTube's going to be number one. We already know LinkedIn's going to be number one, A or B. The third one's always the wild card. Usually it's Facebook because there is an audience there. But today Facebook was down. What's up with that? The whole world was panicking over Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram being down. Guys, it's going to be okay. right? It's going to be fine. They're back up. Let me know. Matter of fact, we probably have more people on Facebook now than ever before just because everyone's tuning in to see if it's back up. Who cares? Who cares if it's down, guys? Get some more productivity. And Rod Raphael... Rod, we reacted to your song, T Pain, and it's been blocked. So you, you got to wait three days. It's up there, though. It's up there. Um, so today, and by the way, we'll wait for more people to come in. But I got, I got a couple of questions that we can immediately get get to. Um, but I also have an interesting scenario. From somebody. Hey Ali. My favorite CRA clinical business guru. What is up? What is up? I appreciate. I especially appreciate the business part. Because I. Like that's for sure. That's for sure something that I'm working on every day. Is how to get better at my craft. How to get better. At the business of clinical research. Let me find the scenario. Because this one was interesting. Uh this was a good one. Okay, I got it. I got it. So what's up guys? Let me know in the comments what you think. If you're on Facebook, please comment. Are you okay? Is everything back up? Let me know. Maybe I should have gone to Twitter. Um so we'll get through some career questions. This is one. This is one where somebody um Basically is having a, their CRO is making them present their scenario. They're doing this. They've been doing this a lot. So basically this is for like a clinical trial manager. This is going to be advanced guys. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. This is tough. I'm not going to lie. So the new study is a sponsor based out of China Uh, It's a multinational study, so you get U.S., Canada, China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Belgium, Greece, Israel. There's 160 sites. Essential document templates have been finalized um, in March. It is now end of June, and the first site was just activated in the U.S. Submissions have been performed in the U.S., Canada, Belgium, Taiwan, and Hong Kong, with current protocol and packages under final quality control under prep for the rest of the countries. We're nego- the CRO is negotiating the budget with the contracts and sites. Sponsor has just announced releasing protocol amendment number one, including additional assessments to be performed at screening in approximately three weeks, and sites will be required to activate under the amendment. The sponsor is pushing PRA to provide them with the submission strategy and timelines. However, you are struggling to get the updates for the Asia Pacific countries. Um, you are struggling to get the updates for the Asia-Pacific countries. You have two CTSs, clinical trial specialists, I'm guessing, assigned in North America. One has just submitted their resignation and the CRO is actively looking for a replacement. However, it is unlikely a replacement will be assigned prior to departure. Does this sound familiar? This is supposed to be a mock scenario. It sounds very real. There's a lot of details here makes me wonder about these scenarios like is it something that's literally just happening now and they're interviewing people as like free consultants basically for an upcoming meeting with the client you are asked to present a strategy with timelines for site activations per country please consider including the following possible risks and suggested mitigations How we will work with the sponsor on contract budget negotiation, regulatory and ethics. This is a lot, guys. I don't think I could get through all this because I've never been a clinical trial manager. I've never been in that situation. But I do know one key thing from that. Forget about the multinational thing because obviously Asia Pacific has different regulatory requirements than the U.S., than Europe. You're going to have to research these projects, guys, when they ask you these kind of things. They're meant for you to research. They're not meant for you to just, and I appreciate the comments, but just ask random people on YouTube like what they would do. you got to go in there, go in-depth. I would go in-depth on the regulatory process in Asia Pacific and in Europe. I would then focus on the SIVs in the United States because it looks like the SIVs are going to have to happen. They said sites have to get activated with the new protocol amendment. Rod said this sounds like a routine study. Exactly. So what I would do is the sites that are able to get up and running, it sounds like it's the U.S., get those SIVs ASAP, right? Get those sites activated under the new protocol. Get them trained under the new amendment. Get them up and running. Hopefully they're screening patients so that we're not waiting for Asia Pacific to start getting any data from the study. You're already going to start getting data. From the study and then once that fire is put out immediately start working with europe and asia pacific so that's the gist of my answer of course you can have to go in depth and research and share personal experiences of what you've done how do you get sites up and running the amendment's going to trigger an informed consent amendment you get to make sure all the sites have that all the sites get trained on the new amendment this is a hassle guys this (laughs) this clinical trial management is is not sounding appealing for for me to want to do that but this you know you're gonna get paid good money for that i think um atif how's it going best way to maximize earning potential in this field always learn never settle never settle for what you're currently doing even if you really like it continue at that but always try to grow within that role so let's say you work for a company and you really like it and you don't want to risk working somewhere else where you're not going to like it that's fine but try to grow within that role try to do more things that are atypical of somebody in your position at that company. For example, ask if you can do other things, ask if you have an interest in contracts and budgets, ask if you can do that even if it's in your spare time. Ask ask if you can get involved with contracts and budgets or project management. Basically, Maximizing earning potential in this field is becoming a generalist. And I talk about that a lot on this channel. Meaning we're all going to start as specialists somewhere in this space in research. Somewhere we're going to end up being specialists. Then you're going to maybe move on and get another specialty. Then you're going to learn another skill. So now you're becoming a multi-specialist. You want to have enough of these multi-specialties going to where you are a generalist and then basically whenever a client, a sponsor, a CRO, a site, anybody asks you, can you do this? Do you have experience with this? Your answer will always be yes, because those people are few and far between, and they're going to always be in demand. Uh, Rod brings up a good point too. If it's truly money, Atif, and a disproportionate return, for your time, potentially disproportionate return for your time, owning a site, absolutely. It's the best, the best potential ROI. There's only so, when you work for someone else, there's only so many ways you can increase your income, right? There's only, even if you're like a contract CRA, there's only so many contracts you can take before you're stretched too thin. As a site owner, there's no limit to the studies you can do. It's a, it's The only limit is how, how, how you're creating the system, how many PIs you have in your network, what's your training system like, how do you get new talent to come in and be coordinators. right? So the best balance in life and I would say the best way to maximize earning potential is to own a site. Now, there's people that own sites that do very well okay that have zero really enter this space with zero background in research and they do well usually they're well capitalized so they can survive the somewhat steep learning curve they they can survive that enough to where they master the learning curve right and then it starts getting easier, starts getting a little bit easier. And then your problem becomes not, oh, what do I need to learn? How do I, how do I do it? The problem becomes, how do I do more of this? How do I bring on more studies and not lose bandwidth? How do I bring on more staff? How do I bring on more PIs and maintain all this stuff? A lot of times, especially the amateurs, they want to expand, but they expand too quickly they don't have a foundation set up. So what happens is, yeah, they're expanding, but all they did was add more work. It's not sustainable because the framework is really them. It depends on them. Um, and so building system, there's a really good book, old book. Um, it's called The E-Myth. And I gave it away to one of our students, one of our CRA Academy students when he visited for his internship because he was, I mean, he was in the CRA Academy, but he was asking the same question Atif. Like what's the best way to maximize earning potential in this field. And it's, you got to look at the entrepreneur route, right? You got to look at site ownership route. Um, Yeah. You can maximize earning potential as a CRA it's contract CRA. But again, there's only so much of you to go around. So thank you, Rod, for, Bringing that up. David LaHaye, I see you. Speaking of site owner, I see you there. Thank you for the robot emoji. LinkedIn user, thank you very much for the robots. If you don't know what to comment, it's very simple, guys. We're going to break this algorithm. You're just going to put robot emojis in here. Um, David says, that's brilliant. The e-myth is how we've built West Valley. Yeah, whether it's hamburgers and how to serve more customers or whether it's research study like how do we get more studies and serve more sponsors and serve more patients i mean they couldn't be more different things burgers and studies but the process the process is the same you build systems you bring in staff you need to recruit talent you need to be sales you need to keep an eye on quality control quality assurance to keep the repeat business coming all that stuff um Salima asked, I started working in a site, then GCP at a startup, and now I'm in QA at another startup. My goal is to land an upper management position, perhaps an AD role, but I'm open to anything at this point with getting as much experience as possible. Yeah, see, the site level is a really good place to hone your skills early on. And even not early on, I mean, if you you think about it, You can become a generalist at the site level when it comes to therapeutic expertise. So you can like do family practice, then you can do neuro, then you can add to it with dermatology, then you could add to it with orthopedic surgery, then you can add to it with nephrology, then you can add to it with OBGYN. It just doesn't end. Oncology, you can't master all those things in a lifetime. You can strive to try to do it. Right, and so in in a way, you can become a generalist by never leaving the site level either. Um, So it just depends, Latif. You know, as far as you you factor into this equation a lot, right? It's not just. It's never just about money. There's more to it. There's more to it. There's some people who would hate to be an entrepreneur, right? Too risky. They just don't want all that extra stress. It's a lot of stress running a site, running a business, period. Right? We get more questions. Somebody texted me. Uh, let me find it. Okay, here we go. I might do a mini video on this one, but someone texted me 949 415 Anyone can do that too. Hey, Dan, I hope all is well. I've been in clinical research for about 18 years. A research coordinator for over six. I have an associate's degree. I would like to leave my academic medical center and come over to a CRO. I would like to become a CRA. What other positions can I apply for? Can I get a CRA position on my degree? I'm afraid the answer is no. The CRAs, they want bachelor's degrees. I think you might be able to get remote site monitor and then your situation is a little bit unique because you have like almost 20 years of experience as a coordinator. But the problem is your experience is all at the academic medical center level. See, I was just talking about generalists. That's like the opposite of being a generalist at the academic medical center level. You are so hyper specialized in your role there that to get to like, if you were to do at a private site, First of all, at industry-sponsored sites, for the most part, one coordinator does what like five coordinators do at an academic medical center. And that, I'm not saying that once academic medical centers don't do work, they're, they're busy, but they're seeing so many patients in their one study, and they're just repetitively doing the same task over and over. At smaller sites, you are forced to be more versatile as a coordinator. Hey, today we don't have any patients coming in, so I'm gonna go out and hit the community and start getting some more referrals. I'm gonna go talk to clinicians in the community. Um, today we have a SIV. Tomorrow we have an IMV. I can see patients the day after. You know, at an AMC, all these things are happening simultaneously. You've got different people handling all these things, so it's more chaotic—way more chaotic—at a smaller site. I think the AMC route, unless you want to be a lifer at at an academic medical center or in that world, I think you don't want to stay there too long. I've heard from a lot of CRAs. It's just the longer you stay there, you want to move to like private industry. It's going to get tougher for you. It's great to gain your experience there. It's tough to um, climb up upward mobility in those kind of places. LinkedIn user says, start as a CTA, then work your way up into a CRA role. I think so. I think like remote site monitor, clinical trial assistant, something like that. Rod Raphael says, working for yourself is always better than working for someone else. 100% agreed. Plus, you'll work harder for yourself than for someone else. Uh, Linda. Hi, Dan. Regarding hiring outside of the industry, in your opinion, What is the best way to get a new employee up to speed and learn the industry? The industry, as you know, is very nuanced, and there's a ton of jargon lingo. Linda, we've got the solution for you. If it's at a site level, we hire research naive staff all the time. We put them in our CRC academy. We put our own employees in our CRC academy. My niece, who wants to work for me at my new site, guess what she's doing in November? My CRC academy. It's a three-month course. It's online. We teach you everything you need to know to run the site. Now, Linda, if you're talking about up to speed as like a CRO or something, we have a CRA Academy. That's the best way to do it, right? The, uh, not to sound too much like infomercial, but that's why we created those products. I would say my five-hour video and maybe my book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research, I don't really know any other ways, Linda. This is exactly why I created, me and my team created all these things. We saw a huge need for this stuff. This video right here, playing behind me. Right? That five-hour video. But I I would seriously consider the CRC Academy if you're a site. uh, Because it sounds like you're a site. Let me know more more questions. Because I had the same problem too. And I was just training people one-on-one. And then I said, why am I going to do this? Why don't I just scale this, talking about building a system, scale this, build an actual program that doesn't depend on me. I'm still involved, but it doesn't depend on my time 24 seven and be able to run people through it, sell it to the public because other people have to ne- have these needs Right, Just like you, uh, Linda, it sounds like at least. LinkedIn user is Victoria Welch, aka LinkedIn user. Thanks, Victoria. So sorry I missed your Latinos in Clinical Research interview. But for those who want to see what a generalist, go go to Latinos in Clinical Research YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. And then our latest video, or I think two videos. Our second to latest video is Victoria Welch being interviewed by Monica... And Ashley, I think Judy too. Rod says the site level. Leslie, hi Dan. I have 18 years as a LPN and also a master's in public health, but no clinical research experience. What position would be a good entry position? Goal is CRA. I think remote site monitor. I think CTA, clinical trial administrator. I really think Leslie, again, just like I told Linda, I really think, Leslie, my CRA Academy, because it's not just what you're going to learn in that three-month program. It's the internship in the CRA Academy after the course. We're do, we have a real breast... I own a small CRO. Sorry, I do that. that's, C, that's Siri. Siri's going crazy. I got to move Siri out of this room. She. This is the second time she's done that. Um, we have a real breast cancer study. I have a small CRO... I don't want to say S-I-R-I. We do investigator-initiated trials. And we're running a real breast cancer study. So you're going to get real industry experience remotely doing our course. With that, just like hundreds of students before you, you're going to get a role like remote site monitor. Sometimes you'll even get CRA, but more often than not, it's going to be CTA, remote site monitor site startup specialist and position yourself strategically to become a CRA within a year or two after I recommended your book today. Thank you so much. I think it's Victoria. Thank you so much trying to learn the industry and he bought it. I think it's a great start to learn what's what and who's who. Absolutely. Thank you. Your five-hour video is part of our onboarding. We are a tech company, but we'll look into the academy. If you guys have a lot of students, Linda, we'll do like a group discounts for you. If you have enough students, we've done this for some organizations in the past. If you have like enough students, like between 8 to 15, we'll run an entire class just for your group. So we have in addition to our regular class that we have, we're going to just make it just for you guys. Uh, So that's, that's what I would say. Uh, Call me Evie. What up, Evie? Nice new avatar. Uh, We'll have more opportunities with your experience. CRA or CRC is the best option for everyone. Speaking from experience. Absolutely. We've done videos with Evie. Like eight. I think it was part eight. And it wasn't like part eight was what part seven was when she got hired. To get to the upper clinical research management levels, how do you think one should prep in the clinical research field from the ground up? Yes. so If you want to get to upper management, here's what you got to do. Certifications matter at that level. I'm not a fan of certifications, but for that, they matter. Another thing that matters, even if you have to go on your own dime, of course, if you work for a big enough company, you should ask them, hey, can I go to Society of Clinical Research Sites? Can I go to BIO? Can I go to DIA? One con- There's conferences all the time. I think SCRS just had a conference this weekend in person. So the in-person conferences are coming back. So you need to go there to those conferences. You need to also start branding yourself as a thought leader. Meaning you're on LinkedIn already. What's stopping you, Salima, from writing an article right now on something that interests you in research? Just put it out there. Write an article. Next week, follow it up with another article. Maybe by the third week, you start getting comments from that article. Now you can just create content based on those comments. What are you doing? You are establishing yourself as a thought leader. I hate that word, thought leader. That's what it takes to level up because pretty soon somebody from upper management at a company is going to say, hey, Salima, or maybe they'll run into you at a conference. Hey, Salima, I really liked that article you wrote on LinkedIn. Or maybe not. Maybe at the conference, you watch their keynote. Okay, you go there. You watch them talk for an hour. Clap, you know, and then afterwards go up to them and say, hey, I really liked your talk, blah, blah, blah. This is what I do. This is networking. Salima, that's what I would recommend. In addition to the experience that you're gaining day-to-day in your job, right? That's what you should do. That's what you should be doing. There's a lot of thought leaders on LinkedIn in life sciences. I would start interacting with that circle, right? People like Craig Lipset, people like Joe Dustin. Unfortunately, not people like me because I only appeal to the site's and the uh, startups, right? I don't appeal to upper management at sponsors and CRS. I appeal to the sites. I appeal to people who work in the industry. they everyday people. Upper management, they got their own worlds. They will talk about decentralized trials all day long. That's the world you need to start interacting with. I think you'd benefit from my YouTube membership channel. I I do exclusive videos once a week on how and a monthly mastermind with all of our other members on how to do exactly this, Salima. Join my YouTube member. I'm telling you, it's gonna be the best ten bucks a month you ever spent, just for the mastermind alone. Um, Evie was one of our best students from the CRC Academy. Ellen Bedenko. It is possible to become a CRA with an associate's degree and an academic side experience. Look into the CRA's academies at companies like PPD. Okay, see? Look, it's possible. All right, so try... um, Right now, the CROs are in a lot of trouble because there's not enough staff able to handle the demand from sponsors. So they're maybe being less picky now. Maybe they're like, hey, right now, You don't need a bachelor's with your experience, associate's degree, and 18 years of academia. So I think the answer is you got to network as well. Look into PPD. Look into Ikevia. They have their own training programs too. Um, You might be able to do that. SCRS just happened. Hopefully it was great. I think just anything, anything in person is great. Have you heard of the CRA program at Hunter College or Seneca College in Toronto? Any thoughts on them? Nope. Honestly, I don't, I, because we have our own academies, I don't even focus on other academies. I, I know there's a lot of them. I know the CROs do them. I know there's private ones. I know there's ones run by colleges, but I don't know much about it. What I know is what's important. Can you get internship experience? real internship experience because that's what we offer and I'm, I'm sure the cro's can offer those as well uh i'm hoping to land the job after watching all your videos you will Almina. i got the instagram message so i was listening to it, it as she sent me a voice message so i don't know if i replied but text is better because I can like read it and really think about it. Maybe even do a video with voice. I just hear it once. It just kind of goes away, disappears. I don't even know if it's still there, but you will land the job. I think I told you like not to worry. You're going to get it. Uh, take a Barnett course or another CRA or clinical research course. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of good courses out there, right? Barnett mine, a CRO one. Just remember Ask around. This is what I would do when you're kicking the tires around for different academies. Will I get real internship experience? Do you have a proven track record? Do you have alumni? How do you help? We help our students. We help our graduates years later. Years later. That's one of the benefits of being small. How do you handle juggling multiple studies and that commitment when you're working, when working for private CROs? Uh, me personally, or are you talking like in general? Cause uh, my site where I spend most of my time now, we work with multiple sponsors. Most of them have a CRO involved. Um, it's just a matter of training staff, SOPs process it's building a business, building a system. Networking King is so much more important than blindly applying to jobs. I always say quality over quantity. That's how you break into your first research job. Absolutely. Austin has it right. Evan says, yes, they have co-op. So I'm considering them. Your channel has helped me a lot in my career search post uni. Thank you. If they do, that's all you got to do. Um, Ally says, Dan, you should also point out that the support you receive as a graduate of your CRC CRA Academy. Thank you. It never ends. The support will never end. I literally have students texting me like years later after they finish the course. They're on their third job already. And they have questions. They have more advice. Hey, should I go this route? Should I go this route? I'm always here to help. I could not have gotten where I am without you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ally. How's everything with you? Uh, CMEs to get certification with ACRP and SOCRA. Yep, continuing medical education. So yeah, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good career talks here. Hopefully, it helps somebody out. Let me see if I've seen any Facebook comments. I haven't seen any Facebook comments. So I don't know if Facebook's down again. I see YouTube and LinkedIn all day. But no Facebook. But anyways, guys, thank you so much. Happy Monday. Go out there. Make it happen. Allie, we will link up soon. Reach out to me anytime. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.